Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Geekery Radio Hour. I'm Doug. And I'm Kaylin. I thought that there was something else that I say there, and I couldn't think of it. But there's <laughs> not, right? With our staggered schedule, oh, we have man. already fucked up. By not fucking up, but thinking that we did fuck up, but we I, didn't. I didn't, though, right? Nope. This is normal. This is episode 21. Well, thank you, Kaylin. Welcome to episode 21 <laughs> of the Geekery Radio Hour. 21 uh, episodes. I'm a little upset. What's up? We were supposed to record together and drink during this episode. And yeah, I'm so sorry we're not. Maybe we do a thing where we drink during the 22nd episode because we still didn't like the taste of alcohol at 21 and... <laughs> And then, and then 22 happened, and we were like, now we really like martinis, and we drink martinis. Okay. <laughs> we go full classy for the uh, yes. for our 22nd episode. Excellent. It's like, I was waiting for you to be ready to record, and there weren't dogs barking like crazy, but now mm-hmm. that you're ready, there's dogs barking like crazy? See, I was going to mention that, but um, then I decided not to, but I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, it's it's great. Oh yeah, it's very it's very prevalent. I like it. <laughs> yes. Keep it in. Keep it in. We live yeah. in the real world and in the real world sometimes dogs bark. Life gets messy. A lot. <laughs> so how have you been, Kaylin? And they don't stop. I, it's like, <laughs> just talking over it. Maybe if I'm I, louder than the dogs. I ha I'm really well. How are you? I'm really well also. Oh good. <laughs> I like we're on the same wavelength of, of, you know, how we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What have you been doing? That's what I was trying to get you to do. I wasn't trying to get you to say that you're okay. But when, but when do I ever go the route that you want me to on the show? I would say hardly ever. Um, I haven't really been up to too much. I, I have, you know, been at work and... Um, this weekend, I, I, I didn't really do much. I, I went and I had a pool day on Sunday. That was a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. How are you? What have you been up to? I binge watched all of seasons one and two of Harley Quinn over the weekend on HBO Max. That show is oh. so funny. Oh, my God. I didn't know it was even a thing. It's absolutely ridiculous. Have you ever seen the show Venture Brothers on Cartoon Network? Yeah. It's kind of like that, but set in the DC universe. Like, everybody's kind of an idiot, kind of like a complete jerk, and it's just so much fun. It's all about Harley Quinn, basically. The premise for season one, and then that kind of, like, leaks into season two a little bit, is that she's trying to set it out on her own to be her own supervillain, and she wants to be recognized by the Legion of Doom. Sure. So she's trying to become accepted into this group of villains, And she's trying to just do horrible shit and build herself a crew to be considered, like, among those of, like, the Joker or Two-Face or Catwoman. Like, all of these, like, high-level villains. She's trying to be, you know, considered a serious supervillain, basically. I have two thoughts. Mm Mm-hmm. One, is this technically canon with Birds of Prey? Like, is It's its own thing. It's not, it's it's not that okay. same. Yeah, like, they don't show, because like, it, the Huntress or any of those Birds of Prey characters in this cartoon. Okay. Because it does kind of mirror a little bit of the beginning of the movie where she wants to be known as her own person. Yeah, she does yeah. kind of separate herself from the Joker. 
So what she does um, is she like she gets broken up with in the beginning, and she ends up going to Arkham, and then she befriends Poison Ivy, and the two of them break out of Arkham and like kind of get an apartment together, and then Harley starts to try to build a crew. And she finds these, like, mishmash, like, idiot villains to, like, that are also, like, they're, like, a lower level than her, so she feels that she can be in charge of them, and she gets them to, like, come along with her. Another question. Do they, the people that run Arkham, do they just stop looking for people that have escaped? I don't know. Like, Like, yeah, like, she's escaped, so fool me once. Like, it's like, well, you know what? It didn't take, so we'll we'll get you. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Like, like a double that jeopardy. They, like they both like break out and then they casually go get an apartment together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know like, who rents not to running criminals. or hiding from anyone from Arkham Asylum. You just that's it. You, you did it. You broke out. No, no big deal. No repercussions. Yeah, I didn't really think of that. Well, all that's valid why questions. I'm here. So yeah, I watched all of that, and uh, I was kind of excited. We got our DC shipment a little early, so I was able to catch up on, um, not catch up, but I guess read ahead on okay. um, Dark Knight's Death Metal number three. I'm really enjoying that series lately. And which is strange because you're not really. I know I'm not much of like yeah I'm not like a big DC head. But I've been reading that. Oh, and I haven't seen you since we did Book Club, I don't think. I don't remember. Yeah, but we have. But issue two of Firepower came out, and it was so good. That came out last week. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so you got to read that when you stop by the shop next. Yeah, add that, add that to my list. I will. Um, What have I watched this week? I like, can't even remember much of anything. I watched uh, an American Pickle last night. Oh, HBO how was Max. that? This is just the HBO Max cast now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought it was really good. Like, I I don't know. Like, it wasn't... Hmm. It looks like kind of... I almost want to say kind. Yeah. It looks like a nice movie, not a... You know? No, it's not like a stupor, stupid stoner kind of pick or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... It is it is sweet in a couple moment in a couple moments and and I think it's really funny watching Seth Rogen kind of try to do range with two characters. Oh Cause yeah, because he, he's plays... playing against himself. Yeah, so like this is like Seth Rogen because he is just the character that he portrays in most movies, but then like but then him playing a character like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 funny to watch. Um, but all in all, I thought it was good. I, I, it was one of those movies that, like, I'll watch once, and I, I liked it when I watched it, and I'll probably never watch it again. Yeah, like a one and done. There's a lot of movies that are just like that. Like, they'll yeah. kind of stick with you enough that you don't need to revisit them. Like, it's not to say that you don't like it, mm-hmm. but you just don't need to. Like, Oksha, I loved that movie mm-hmm. so much, but I never want to see it again. Oh, yeah, It for was heartbreaking. Sure. And yeah, there's <laughs> like... absolutely no shade into it. It wasn't like it was a bad movie, and I'm like, I don't want to see it again. It's just like, I have seen it, and that is it. Yeah. Oh, my God, guess what else I saw? What? I feel like this is so late to watch this, but mm-hmm. I don't really watch a lot of horror movies, but I wanted to see this one because I've heard... 
a bajillion times about it, and I was like, fuck, I should just watch it. Um, and it was Hereditary. Oh, yeah, everybody talks about how good that movie is and Midsommar. Like, right. I think they're from the same creator. They're both of them, uh, yeah, um, same director, and they're yeah. both on, what is it, A24? Yeah. Entertainment or whatever. Which is, like, that and, like, Bloomhouse are, like, the two, like, indie darling, like, horror houses right now. Yeah. I feel bad that I don't remember the director and writer's names. It's, like, mm-hmm. Anit something, maybe? But um, he actually wanted to talk about this film as hereditary as, like, a family drama and not necessarily a horror. Uh-huh. Um, but obviously, I, I, I'm guessing you didn't see it. No, I've never seen it. No. I don't watch a lot of horror because Liz doesn't like horror. So it's like when we sit down to watch a movie together, you know, I mean, well, you know, aside from tonight, tonight, if you're (laughs) listening to this, it comes out tomorrow, but we're recording (laughs) on Wednesday night and I'm about to go see Jaws live at, um, in the park over by Borough Hall, sponsored by the town. And I told Liz, I'm like, we're going to go see that. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to listen to the presentation from the Historic Society, and then I'm going to look at my phone the rest of the time. I can't watch Jaws. Really? <laughs> yeah, she can't watch any horror. No, it like it sticks with her. Oh, Messes geez. her up. I feel like so Jaws... So we have not seen Hereditary. <laughs> I feel like Jaws is, like, not horror, though. I would put it more No, it's a like... thriller. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Like, I'm not scared at any point. I mean, there no. are a couple jump scares, but, like... I think she just has that, you know, those kids that like saw Jaws too young and then were afraid that there was a shark in the pool. Mm. I think it's, I think it's that. I always thought that a shark would uh, swim up the pipes and get me in my bathtub. Like, and I'm, just like nip your toes while you're taking a bath. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, I'm not a dumb person and I wasn't a dumb kid and I knew like the mechanics behind it would not work, but it's still. I love that preface. Like, um, I'm not an idiot and I wasn't an idiot, but I'm still afraid a shark could come in the tub. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like a very irrational fear. I know it, it could not happen, but I always thought about it. I'm like, what if a shark did <laughs> Somehow. It couldn't happen, but what if it did? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if you ever have some free time um, to watch something by yourself, I think you'd like it. It's weird as fuck. I gotta check it out. But it 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 uh, it did. I saw Midsummer too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know. As much as I don't like horror, I fucking seem. I I only watch horror when I'm like, wow, there's a lot of buzz around this horror film. Let me watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, like, seek anything out, really. I do, I like, like, comedic, like, horrors. But, like... Absolutely. But, like, this shit, like, I'm like, nah. But I watched it, and it was fine, and, um, whatever. But I did have a shitty night of sleep, so maybe it did subconsciously fuck me up somehow. <laughs> I don't know. While we're on the topic of movies, can I ask you, have you ever seen the movie Grown Ups? And if you have, do you own it? And if you do own it, can I borrow it? Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot of questions, but let me, re- yes. let me go over them again. Hold on. I can, have you I ever can seen do, the movie Grown Ups? Yes, I have seen Do you the own movie. the movie Grown Ups? Can I borrow your copy of the movie Grown Ups? All three, yes. Now, do you have your DVDs at an easy access to you right now, live, while we're on the show? I feel like you're asking me in a way that makes me feel um, suspicious because... Yeah. <clears throat> No, you're being baited right now. Yeah, because I I gave you books recently, and I noticed when I went <laughs> through my book trunk that Grown Ups, the DVD, had 
slipped out of one of the random books and I was like, oh shit, where the fuck did that come from? I've never purchased Grown Ups. I watched it. Kaylin. Kaylin. Yes. So our friend at the shop, Evan, mm-hmm. he came in today and on his fingertip was a copy of Grown Ups. <laughs> and he said to me, I found another weird bookmark <laughs> in one of the books at, in the little free library. Evan is also the, co- the guy who found the photograph of you and my wife Elizabeth in a book that he took from there. He's like, you need to open a little free Lost and Found to accompany <laughs> the Little Free Library because I keep finding weird stuff in these books. But maybe that's maybe that's the weird catch to your Little Free Library. Maybe there are just like somehow like sometimes <laughs> tokens left in them, just weird nonsensical shit like Grown Ups so, the DVD. <laughs> I asked him. I was like. Oh, what book did you find that in? And he's like, I found it in Horns. And I was like, do you know, the other day, I was, you came by on, when was that? Saturday? Saturday. I saw you. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, you gave me a bunch of books for the Little Free Library. Yeah. And then I realized that you gave me my books back. Those books were all mine, right? Most of them, yes. Not all Joyland. Of King. Joyland was. Um, and so was Horns. Horns. But I think the Stephen Kings I picked up um, okay. at the book, like there, there's like a library on the island that like mm-hmm. there's a section of like just clearance paperbacks. Yes. So yeah. I would just that's remember you took my other copy because you liked it better with the hand of Stephen King. What fucking yes. book was that? It was a copy of. Um, oh my god! It's his best short stories book. I could picture the hand with the eyeballs. Yeah. And I can't remember the fucking name of the book. Night Shift. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's Night Shift. And then you gave me your so, shitty copy, and then I'm, like, really upset that I gave you one. He asked copy. me, he was like, he was like, oh, it was in Horns. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny, because that means it was another book from Kaylin that you found a weird thing in. Yep. This kid must think I'm a fucking crazy person. You are, though. Why did you have a copy of Grown Ups hidden in a hard copy, co- hardcover okay. copy of Horns Doug. by Joe Hill? Doug, <laughs> you're talking to somebody that you probably let me... Uh, no, you actually gave me Horns because, like we discussed, you had additional copies. But when I saw Yeah, I it, loved this book so much that I bought copies that I could give to friends that I knew would read the book. Exactly. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, Doug's. So this is Doug's. I got to bring this mm-hmm. back. Um... I didn't. I forgot the whole story that you had multiple copies, and this was actually mine to keep. Regardless, I would have put it in the free library anyway. <clears throat> but I wanted to make sure that you got it first, just in case. So, um, so this was probably years ago. Years ago, when you gave this to me, at least like four, four or five, right? Uh huh. And I, yeah, I've moved quite a bit of times, and that fucking trunk that I mentioned earlier with all my books—it's huge. So I'm just, I would throw shit in there no matter what, whenever I was fucking moving. So who so, knows how it got in there? I don't know. Like I said, I've never bought Grown Ups on DVD. I don't know where it came from. But at one point, Caitlin, it might have been a bookmark. Who knows? You did buy Grown Ups on DVD. And that's what I'm getting at. No, I Long did not. Long story short, come to the store and get your copy of Grown Ups. <laughs> the disc is on the counter. No, thank you. I'm good, Doug. <laughs> but you know what? Don't diss Grown Ups. I love that movie. You cho- you want to get chocolate wasted now that we're on our 21st episode? Yes. Trying to get chocolate <laughs> wasted. Yes, and. 
Yes. You think and- we should go to our first song? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's been a, a long enough period of us just jabbering on. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to announce that, that we feel like we've jabbered for long enough. <laughs> Why? And now we're going to go to a song my and get the show fans, really moving. My fans appreciate my realness and my Your rawness. Fans. Okay, Doug? Okay. Realness, rawness, they appreciate it. Let's go to song one. Oh, am I introducing it first? Yes! Week? Why would I do that? That's not how the show goes, Doug. Anyway, we the first, we never do, first of all, but the song, the first song is Call Me Al by Paul Simon. Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Melly, Beer Melly, get these mutts away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty, Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks down the street, he says, why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention, and all my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone, gone? He ducked back down the alley with some roly-poly little bat-faced girl. All along, along, there were incidents and accidents. There were hints and allegations. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty, and Betty, when you call me,
And that was You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon. You're telling me I fucked up the name. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> I was just, I guess I was in so many <clears throat> words telling you that you fucked it up. <laughs> by saying the full title, you <laughs> told me that I fucked up. <laughs> anyway, I heard we have an interview this week. Yes, I sat down with friend of the shop, Miranda, to talk about her gateway into comics. Here's that interview now. Okay, we have another guest in studio. And by studio, I of course mean the back of the shop. I'm joined today by Miranda. Hello, Miranda. Hi, how are you? Good, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Just suffering through this heat wave like everybody else? Yeah, pretty much. It's terrible. I was... I just stopped to get Starbucks before, and it said in the car there was 102. And I'm like, I feel every one of those degrees right now. I just dived into the pool, and I was just lying there, and then I was like, wait, I have something to go do. I've been (laughs) sweating in this store all day, and you've been (laughs) lounging in the pool. Some life, man. Indeed, yeah. So, why don't you tell our listeners a little something about you? Sure. um, I'm Miranda, if you couldn't tell already. Um, I'm 20, going on 21 soon, very soon. Um, Matawan Regional High School graduate, um, survivor even. Um, <laughs> incoming senior at Ithaca College, um, film major. Um, aside from obsessing over comics, I freelance photo and video, um, but I'm also currently in the process of writing my own. Uh, comic book arc. So awesome. That's fun. Yeah. Very stressful, but fun. For sure. So, what would you say was like the one thing that got you interested in comic books? If there is one thing. Um, I think most of the credit has to go to my my mom and my uncle because my mom was the person. Well. Before comic books, before anything, I was obsessed with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. I was... It was really bad. I had, like, katanas that made the noises. (laughs) I had... No, it was just terrible. I'd watch four kids, like, every weekend, but it would be... We'd record them, so I'd keep watching them over and over. Uh And for some reason, I always watched them out of order, and I was like, why don't they make sense? And then I realized (laughs) that that's when uh, story arcs... First, uh, when you're a kid, you don't really think about it. Yeah. You don't realize that like this story is unfolding over a series of episodes or of whatever. Course. You're just like Michelangelo ate that pizza, and <laughs> he's so funny, and Leonardo did this, and you know whatever. Yeah, you don't really think about mm-hmm. that. And then I think it was 2008. My mom took me to see Iron Man because she has this horrible obsession with Robert Downey Jr. But I think. <laughs> Looking back at it, it's not that horrible because he's amazing. Um, He's come a long way. (laughs) Yeah. That's when I started reading, I guess. I would, um, the hobby shop in Aberdeen, they used to have comics. And I'd go and I'd pick up, like, $2.99 issues. For my birthdays, I'd receive, like, boxes of comic Uh books. But they'd be, like, off-brand comics. (laughs) So I didn't know how to tell my mom, no, I want that issue. Yeah. And I think it really started to pick up for me when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a huge one where yeah. it and it took a team that was kind of relatively unknown and of really course, like yeah. thrust them at you and they were like we're here mm-hmm. and we are rad as hell and <laughs> it 
that was a really, really like special movie. Yeah. At its time, it was definitely different than any of the other MCU movies that have come out since then. And um, I think for me, like I related a lot to Peter Quill's backstory because growing up, um, it was just me and my mom, mm-hmm. and my dad was kind of always this not planet, but you know, kind of just. <laughs> figure that was never really there and i just you know part of me was better off thinking that he was jason of spartax or (laughs) ego the living planet you know um and i think as i got older i started to see comics aren't always about you know superheroes you know sometimes they can tell like stories of ordinary people and i took a class last semester it was called writing graphic narratives and even though i hated waking up for it (laughs) It was one of the best classes I've ever taken uh-huh. because I got to read, first off, I got to read so many comics um, and I got to experience, uh, experiment a lot with uh, storytelling, especially, and I actually, as I've grown up, I've started to realize, like when I was eight, it was not cool to be a girl in my comic books. Uh-huh. It was like unheard of, like what? Where are your Barbies, you know? Yeah. And I feel like now um, we have so much representation, it's crazy. Like, I feel like we're, we're kind of getting there with other visual mediums like TVs and uh-huh. movies. But for comic books, I feel like we have so much representation sometimes. <laughs> You're always going to find yourself in a comic book, basically. Yeah, there really is. There's something for literally everyone. Yeah. We've joked in the past that, like, you could bring your grandmother in here and we can try to find her something that she would like <laughs> that would fit her taste. Because you like X thing means that you could potentially like this book. Yeah. You know? Like, there's really... And uh, like you just said, there's so many mm-hmm. different kinds of stories. Comic books do get pigeonholed as capes and... You know, mutant powers and all that yeah. other stuff. And it's like, they're not just superhero stories. There's some of the... There's some really great superhero stories, but some of, of the course, best comic yeah. books have nothing to do with that. Like, at all. One example that I would think of... Um, I read... Um, I think it's called I'm Not Okay With This. Mm-hmm. It was based on the Netflix show, and I was really surprised. I It was actually incredibly poetic, you know? Mm-hmm. And... I have, like, lists of, like, comic books I, like, want people to read just to change their perspective on, like, the medium because a lot of people, like, equate it to adolescence. Mm -hmm. And that one's interesting, too, because it's got a very minimalist style in the art and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's super powerful. I read the book as well. And if you're a fan of the series, you should definitely check it out. If you haven't heard of it at all, you should really check it out. Yeah, of course. It's very, it's, you know, different enough that it, stands on its own. I agree, you know? yeah. So what would you say is something that you are currently like super obsessed with as far as comics? <sighs> well, um, Or that at the very least that you would want everyone to know about? Of course, yeah. Um, so, personally, in the past few years, I love Young Avengers. Um, I love the representation. I think all the characters are really, really well fleshed out. When uh, Rainbow Rowell actually came on to write the comics, I think that's the best they've ever been. Uh-huh. Um, she either wrote that or, or Runaways. I know Runa- she's working on the Runaways. Yeah. yeah. Runaways is good, too. There's a lot of crossover there with those characters because they are in that, like, mm-hmm. that melting pot of, like, the uh, 
late teens, early 20s of yeah. the Marvel Universe. They kind of all mesh together a little bit, right? Of course, yeah. I'd, I'd recommend reading the comics to anyone who's still upset that Runaways is no longer uh, with <laughs> Absolutely. us. Absolutely. I never watched season three. Have you seen that yet? I have seen season three. My brother was telling me all about it, and I was like, oh, crap. I need to go back and definitely check that out. Yeah, it was... Honestly... It felt at times a little rushed, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, what they've done with it, I can tell they wanted to do more with it, you know, introduce more characters. Obviously, there are so many fun characters in Runaways that come in, Yeah, you know, after the original, yeah. after stuff happens with them. Um, but yeah, I'd extremely, like, recommend it to anyone because it's much more than, you know, um, Jonah and stuff like that, and it's more stuff about pride and... Aliens get involved, you know? It was... I. That was one of the things that was kind of the most shocking to me, was mm-hmm. the first two seasons were so much about the parents. I'm like, these yeah. guys are not supposed to be around here for this long, like, you know? Season two, I feel like was... run away and kind of... Yeah. Um, season two, definitely, though, I feel like the, uh, the commentary mm-hmm. on, like, you know, um, racial relations in America and being queer and, you know, growing up without your parents, like, Mm -hmm. in the case of Molly, I feel like it was so cool to watch because I feel like, you know, I used to go to Mm Comic-Cons all the time with my uncle. Um, We went to New York Comic-Con, actually. And it's so strange looking around at all, like... Because I feel like there's a very clear divide between new comic book fans and, and the older ones. And... Unfortunately, some of the older fans don't really care that there are new fans. Yeah. They wish that the stuff that the newer fans were into didn't exist because it was taking up some sort of shelf space or something. I can't yeah. figure it out. I do know what you're talking and about. And to those people, I say, as someone who takes like film studies classes, you know, a medium is always evolving. Yeah. And in order for it to get better or at least. At the end of the day, it's good stories. Mm-hmm. That's all that I care about. And I think there is a good way to tell uh, diverse stories and show these underrepresented characters. But I feel like a lot of people think, oh, it feels forced without reading the whole thing. People love to claim forced. Yeah. And <sighs> I remember they used to say that about Miles Morales when he was first yeah, introduced. Yeah, it's crazy. And now look at it. He has one of the most successful Spider-Man movies. Exactly. Honestly, I have kids coming here all the time. And they say, oh, I love Spider-Man. So now I ask, I'm like, oh, which Spider-Man do you love? And they're like, Miles Morales. Like, as if, like, yeah. what other Spider-Man could I possibly be talking <laughs> about? And I'm like, cool, you know, and you show them the Miles books and all yeah. that stuff. And, yeah, it's, just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's not for someone. I yeah. don't understand that. I mean, I look at books every week and I'm like, oh, well, you know, the, the conceit of that is cool. Yeah. That sounds interesting. I'm not going to read it. But, you know, that's awesome that it's here or, you know, whatever. Not everything is something that I want to read. Yeah. I couldn't read a recent Batman book. I'm like, eh, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, that's not for me. And it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. There's stuff for everybody. Of course, yeah. I know in my graphic narratives class, I read Giant Days. I didn't I couldn't get into it. I was mm-hmm. just like, this this hits too close to home. I need to <laughs> I need to dissociate for a second. Um and then I did my research and I was like, oh, this used to be a webcomic. Mm-hmm. You know, this used to have, like, a following, you know? Yeah. And, you know, webcomics, that's a whole different legion. Yeah. And seeing something like that get into print, I think it's really interesting how stories are uh, 
comic book narratives are moving these days. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite artists, I don't... He doesn't write for comic books, but his name is Gabriel Piccolo. He does, um... He's heavily inspired by Teen Titans. Mm -hmm. So he draws um, modern-day reinterpretations of the character. Yes. And there's, like, a graphic novel that came out about Raven, one that's coming out about Beast Boy. Yes. And I just... Those characters to me, since I, like, grew up with them, I'm really excited to see, like, their modern reinterpretations because 2005 was a while ago. Yeah, we were talking about those recently with another friend of the show, PJ. He mm -hmm. is very into the, um, the, the the new things that DC's doing with these, yeah. um, I think they're calling the imprints, they had been calling them Ink and Zoom. Yeah. The Ink imprint is more of a young adult line. And mm -hmm. these books are also, like, very carefully and beautifully done yeah. like there's more i don't know it's it, it's <laughs> the graphic novels there's something different about them than the you know standard yeah. um, single issues that come out i weekly. not gonna lie i i had a huge dc phase and mm -hmm. then i kind of stepped back a bit because i was so into guardians i was just so engrossed i had like a star lord memorabilia collection <laughs> in my room it's bad uh -huh. i have like a um fidget cube I have a worry doll. After Endgame, I needed that. Um, <laughs> but then I started reading the Hanna-Barbera DC collection. A lot of weird stuff in that. I was incredibly impressed. Yeah. Super weird, super yeah. cool stuff. Which ones uh, spoke to you the most? So first I started with the Flintstones because um, Snagglepuss had more of my favorite characters I had growing up. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have cable TV growing up. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Let's see if they do the uh, the Flintstones right. I have never laughed more while reading something. Yeah. Uh, the commentary on our modern society was just so good. So I was like, well, I have to read Snagglepuss now. Um, and I liked it so much. I was like, I'm not going to read it on Comixology. I'm just going to mm -hmm. get it to my house. So I read that. And I was fully blown away with the stuff about Stonewall and... Um, all the stuff about uh, the Red Scare, and I was so inspired about how, like, Snacklepuss closely resembled, like, Tennessee Williams, uh -huh. and, like, it was so good. I, like, wanted more. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. That series was really, really interesting. It, it's so funny to put something so heavy, yeah. like, all of those, like, heavy storylines mm -hmm. and everything on Snagglepuss's shoulders, Snagglepuss. you know? Like, this ridiculous... What, is he a panther? I think he's a what lion. Is, a leopard? A, a lion? Leopard, something leopard like lion, that, yeah. yeah. He's a big old pink jungle cat. Yeah. And to put those, that, you know, that kind of a storyline on him is really, it's kind of hilarious. It was insane, it's yeah. It's such an interesting take to be... And it still all kind of fits in mm -hmm. to, like, the whole... Yeah, it definitely fits in. It's so weird. And, like, the usage of, like, Quick Draw McGraw and oh Augie Doggy and yes. all that. It, was, it really was a lot of fun. What's the octopus's name? He was in that, too, right? I, I read that he was there, lot. but I don't think... Huckleberry Hound was a little Huckleberry more prominent Hound, yeah, yeah, than, yeah. Uh, than the yeah. octopus was. That was a very, very weird book. Yeah. Um, speaking of weird books, Umbrella Academy is coming back soon. Yes. Um... And I'm going to be honest, like, I watched the first season before I read the books, mm -hmm. and then that's what made me kind of, because I wanted to know what happened next. I, yeah, I think the TV show's better so far, <laughs> but there's only been one season of that versus yeah. three books, so yeah. it's like, I guess we'll kind of have a better feel when mm -hmm. this new season finally drops. Yeah, I'm excited because they're going back in time. Yeah, it looks really interesting. The trailer, mm -hmm. I don't know. 
looks kind of confusing. Like, I don't know yeah. what they're doing. Because when they all went back in time, they were de-aging while they were going back in time, right? Yeah, the and now they're scene. the normal age? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see how that goes. Gerard Way's never been one for continuity. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> he just throws that out of the window. Yeah, and it's usually pretty good, so yeah. I'm excited to see where that goes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Thank you for having me. If you have anything you'd like to plug, you got social media, anything like that you want to share with everybody, let them know. Of course, yeah. Um, So I run a freelance photo video business with my friend Nick. We're called Mutant Kid Creative. Um, We have Instagram at Mutant Kid Creative. Um, We do photo shoots. We can do video shoots. We can do commercials. um, We can do anything as long as we're stuck in the state of New Jersey. So... Please give us something to do. Um, you will not be disappointed. Our rates are very flexible, um, and we're very nice people. We just would like to afford next semester while we are isolated in our dorms. Thank you very much, Miranda. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks again for sitting down with us, Miranda. Doug? Should yes? Should we go to song two? Yes. We shall. I'm going to let you intro this song so I don't mess it up this time. Song two is Depressed In by Courtney Barnett. You said we should look out further. I guess it wouldn't hurt us. We don't have to be around all these coffee shops. Now we got that percolator. Never made a latte greater I'm saving $23 a week We drive to a house in Preston We see police arresting A man with his hand in a bag How's that for first impression? This place seems depressing It's a Californian bungalow in a cul-de-sac It's got a lovely garden A garage for two cars to park in Or a lot of room for storage if you've just got one And it's going pretty cheap, you say well, it's a deceased estate Aren't the pressed metal ceilings great? Then I see the handrail in the shower A collection of those canisters for coffee, tea and flour And a photo of a young man in a van in Vietnam And I can't think of floorboards anymore whether the front room faces south or north And I wonder what she bought it for
And that was Depreston by Courtney Barnett. I love her. Me too. And that is the only song that I know of that is my name. Um, first or last? It's both. It's D E, so it's D mm-hmm. for Doug. E for e. Doug. <laughs> e for Edward. <laughs> and then Preston for my last name, Preston. Wow. Do you think she wrote that song about you? I think she did personally. Okay. Personally. Personally. <laughs> when it comes to me, I think that I'm the person that she wrote that song about. Personally. For me. When it comes to people writing songs about me. I this think is like song. a reverse you're so vain. Like, <laughs> you probably think this song is about you. But I do. It's my name. There is one song, and like, my name is a fucking shit show. Um, but there's one song by a band called Unwritten Law. And they sing a song. Oh, I remember their name. Called Kaylin. And it's not spelt how i spell my name but it it when you don't you don't read it you listen to music so i don't you can know. sing it however you want when I'm yeah you don't have it, to i'm singing it k-a-e-l-y-n for sure yeah but when they're singing it they're singing it like k-a-i-l-e-n or something probably i think it's like c-a-i-l-i-n Ugh. right trash way yeah, to, trash way to spell that rough. name and then, and then, uh, Cecilia is my middle name, mm-hmm. and that's a song. It sure is. By Simon and Garfunkel, which we just had a song played by Paul Simon. Who's in the very Simon of Simon and Garfunkel. Yes. Oh my goodness. I don't know if there's one for my last name. Kaylin, I I don't know. I'm really sorry that you felt that you could take this time (laughs) to now build a playlist of your name. I can't make it about myself. What if I do a stretch? What if I do Olivia and John? You're so vain. You probably probably think think the song Physical is about you. (laughs) You probably think all of the songs are about you. And they are, truthfully. So, (laughs) August 19th for Free Comic Book Summer, we have... A ton of fun things. We have Investigators Take the Plunge sneak peek. This is a sneak peek into the second book in the Investigators series. This is a series for young readers that we had in the first book that did really well and kids were super into. We also have a Donald Duck book coming in. We have Loud House and Street Fighter. And then the Overstreet Guide to Collecting for 2020. So a bunch of fun things. A lot of great stuff for um, younger audience you know, this week with free comics. Doug, I got a really um, important question to ask you. What's that? Are you Donald Duck or Daffy Duck? Donald Duck, for sure. Donald over Daffy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that the Disney shorts are more enjoyable okay. to me than Looney Tunes. For some reason, when I was a kid, I associated Looney Tunes with, like, old cartoon, not fun, boring, and I wasn't happy when it came on. Like, on Saturday mornings, they would do, like, the Bugs and Daffy Happy Hour or something. I don't Mm -hmm. remember what it was called. Something where they would play Looney Tunes for an hour. Yikes. And it kind of happened at, like, noon, I think. So Uh it was like, all the good shows are over, now we're playing this old crap. Uh, was like kind of my thought as a kid. I get that. 
you know? I get that because I used to watch Nick at Night. And mm-hmm. then when Nick at Night played Taxi, I was like, it's time for bed. I'm not watching Taxi. Oh, that noise. Just that. Yep. And I'd be like, oh, time for bed now. Yeah, it's also, like, okay, this is boring. Do you think it's because Donald wears clothing and Daffy doesn't? Do you think that's a factor? I don't think that that's not part of my personal choice. I heard you were anti-nudity, though. I... Especially when it comes to cartoons. <laughs> I think that... Very, I don't know. I think that very like, much the Looney Tunes... A never-nude, if you will. <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of... You know what I will say, though? I am talking about like the Looney Tunes in a very disparaging way, but I went to the post office on Saturday... Mm. And I did get the 80th anniversary Bugs Bunny stamps, and I'm fucking thrilled by them, and I can't wait to mail stuff to people. Are they forever stamps? Yes, and they rule. There's all different Bugs Bunnies on them. And, like, again, I'm not a big Bugs Bunny fan. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always thought, like, the other characters... Like, I'd rather watch a a Roadrunner cartoon, I think. Is Bugs Bunny equivalent to Mickey Mouse, then, in this scenario? I think that is the one-to-one that you're supposed to say. Bugs Bunny is to Mickey as Donald is to Goofy. See, now I'm torn because... Well, you said Donald is to Goofy. Donald is to Daffy. Daffy. Um, Who's Goofy? Goofy... Has like Taz? Be, oh. Mm, mm, I don't know. Let's go back to that, hmm. but we're getting too deep into it. Too deep into it. I'd have to say that I, 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 I like bunnies better than I like mice. I don't know. That, okay, that plays mice a factor is, into it. Mice, mice hold that equivalent. Okay, this is just... <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing Let's anymore. Let's cut all this. But mice kind of remind me of like rodent. Mice is rodent, is bug, is like nasty, you know? Mm-hmm. But like a a rabbit is like cute nature mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. And I also like Squirrels. how bugs is like, you know, kind of mischievous. Like, I feel like Mickey's too, too good. Safe? Yeah. You know, okay. I like that like, you know, Bugs Bunny is like kind of a dick. To people. Yeah, he's he's cool like that. But wait, wouldn't okay? What's the one character in Looney Tunes that is really f- oh oh Speedy Gonzalez? He's also a yeah. mouse, right? Correct. Okay, just saying. <laughs> and you know what, Doug? I don't even know what I'm saying, but I'm saying it. You sure are. <laughs> if anyone can say anything about this, is that you do keep saying it. Yep. That sentence even was great. Oh, man. Anyway, do we have more shop news? Aside from the free comic books that are coming in, next week we also have this book that I'm super stoked on. Shout out from the rooftops. if you give me one second, I can uh, get the information for you. So bear with. Will do. I've been, like, really digging these books from Vault Comics lately. It's, like, this small indie comic company. Mm -hmm. And they're putting out this new book called um, Shadow Service. Okay. That sounds really cool. I just want to get you like the actual pitch of it. Oh, you're before I like butcher See, my. I like when you give me off the cuff pitches. You know, I don't want to hear like an official, tarted up one. You know, I want well, to hear so what this is you basically, think it's about. This like ticks like all of the boxes of things that I enjoy to read. Okay. It is a book about a private investigator. Like it, but with a supernatural spin. Like that. So I'm like. I'm, I'm here for it. Hell Here's yeah. the actual synopsis for Shadow Service. Worried your partner is cheating? 
Need a missing person found? Gina Myers is the private investigator for you. Sure, she's a witch who worries that her powers make her more of a monster than the crook she's trying to catch, but it's not like London's criminal underworld is literally going to hell, is it? Spycraft meets meets black magic in the shadowy world of MI666. Whoa. So, like, how could you not be into a book about a witch that solves crimes? I love that. I'm into it. So I'm totally in for this book. I will. I will. So that comes in next week, and that's definitely going to be the pick of the week for for that week, because I can't wait to read that. They've put out so many great books lately. They have this one um, that's like a vampire book called... Oh my god. My brain. Vampira. My brain. Vampirina. Are those no. two things? No, Vampira is. Vampirina, isn't that the kids' show? I think it is. The Disney show? Like the Descendants? Like it's one of those Vampirina? Okay. Bleed Them Dry is a new series from Vault that just is, uh, I think it's only had two issues so far. And it's a ninja vampire story that takes place in the year. 3,333. 3,333. Sorry. Yeah. And it's like a world where basically the whole world is like pretty much like, I don't know, it's like Blade Runner insane looking. I was literally going to say vampire ninjas. exactly that. Yeah. I was going to say exactly that. That's exactly <laughs> where my thought went. I was like, oh, I just pictured Wesley Snipes and I was like, is that what we're doing here? That's Blade, not Blade Runner. Blade oh. Runner is the Harrison Ford movie. Oops. Could it be, wait, could it be Blade, Yo, Blade, it's meets, Blade meets Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Blade, Blade Runner. Dope. Yeah, there you go. See? Blade, Blade Runner. Whatever. It still made um, sense. And they also put out that book, The Plot, that I really loved. It's like a, um, it's like a horror tale, but it's also like totally about mental health mm-hmm. that runs in this family. And, uh... It's such a great series. Okay. From Vault. I'm really digging everything they put out. That's the one book, remember, I bought with me when we went camping. That book that got completely soaked. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. I do remember that. Yeah, that that was a Vault book. I remember that. Vagrant Queen. Yes, 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 yes. Have yet to read that since I ruined a copy. Well, shame on you. Well, you know what I have been uh, listening to uh, as an audiobook... Since we're on, since we're on books, and since we're on vampires, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> I uh, downloaded Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. Now, I asked you the other day, have you been, have you really taken into it yet? Are you like, oh, I'm like a solid five hours into this. Holy guacamole! At least, if not so, like eight or something, it's it's. I noticed that the book's runtime is like absurd, and that it's like almost seven hundred pages. Is it just telling the first book through Edward's perspective, or is okay. it something bigger? I really think it is the first book. I know you said it seems too big to just be the first book, but I really think that it is because... Okay, um, I wish I could figure out how exactly long. If I'm not mistaken, from the beginning, it's it's about 25 hours. Now, oh my, my God. phone is saying that I have... 13 hours and four minutes left so that is a solid 12 hours that i put into this book and they are still on like first book plot things so like i really think this is just a very long drawn out um accounting of of the first book so is it is it more thorough 
Like, do they give like so, I don't know? I've only ever seen the horrible movies, and like, so do they do like more of the history bite your tongue, of Edward? Bite your tongue. The first one is horrible, you bite know your that, tongue. and the other ones are fun. They make them all. It, it it creates a whole universe, Doug. You know, okay. So leave it <laughs> be. So it is not. It I they literally he just literally told a story from back when he was first changed, like just twelve hours in. Told one oh, wow. short story. It's really about him thinking and overthinking and listening to thoughts and seeing. It's very, very drawn out. Uh-huh. But, you know, fuck it. I listen to it on the way to and from work, and, you know, it's not really wasting my time. So. That's crazy. It's not like I'm not praising the book. I'm just doing it, like, as, a, as something to tick off on the on the Twilight list, you know? Yeah, no, and you know what? If it's bringing you joy, Kaylin, it can't be that bad, right, man? Yeah, Marie Kondo, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> if it brings you joy, put it in the uh, keep it. In, I don't. You keep I'm it. To, it yeah, keep it. That's what I was trying to think of. Does this bring you joy? So I know it seems like we talk about this every week, but I feel like we should mention again that our book clubs in like two weeks. I don't know how fast this friggin' month's going, but we're like almost... Is it already going to be in two weeks? Yes, oh my god, yeah. It's insane. The 28th. Yeah. And we're reading uh, Folklords. Yes. Mm-hmm. I haven't started yet. Folklords. Have you? Not yet. Okay. I plan on starting I mean, in classic... tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> Carpe diem. <laughs> well, I mean, Carpe tomorrow's diem. So, yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, that's the episode title. <laughs> Carpe Tomorrow's DM. Love it. So that's, what else we got, Doug? That's a beautiful, a beautiful sentiment, Caitlin. Tonight, I'm going to see Jaws, like I said, and I'm bringing a bunch of goodie bags that I'm going to give out to some people. Oh, that's so fun. That say hello. So what is in the goodie bags that no one knows mm. as of right now. But they will find out. Is some free comics from Free Comic Book Day, cool. right? Some stickers and fun stuff, right? Whatever. But a couple of weeks ago, when COVID closures and all that stuff started really happening, we had a customer who is a good friend of ours who comes in quite a bit. He bought a $100 gift certificate to help, you know, with any potential expenses we may have come into before we were able to open again to try to help us out. And that was, like, so incredibly, incredibly kind. So nice. And he asked if he could instead donate the gift certificate to anyone that, you know, we thought would, you know, get a lot of joy out of it, basically. And I asked him if it would be okay if we split it up. And he said, absolutely. He said, it's yours to do whatever. But he wanted to pass on, like, he saw, when we had our little free library opening and ribbon cutting... Mm -hmm. One of the kids there, uh, like, kind of mentioned to me he was so happy with the Spider-Man book that I recommended his mom buy for him. Okay. And when he saw that, he was like, you know, man, that's what, like, comics are all about. And I really would like for you to basically share with everyone this $100 gift certificate. Yeah, that's awesome. So I split it up into 10 gift certificates. So 10 lucky kids will get a $10 gift certificate to the shop. Oh, from tonight? Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, I'm just going to randomly hand them that's out. That's awesome. Right? 
Well, so it was like such a nice thing that he did, yeah. and I'm so excited to share it with everybody. Like paying it forward, man. It was like such a such a neat idea. It's about that time. We're wrapping the it up. End of our episode. We're so glad that you listened to the whole thing with us. Yes. You were here with and us. And here to listen for the first time, the best episode yet. This definitely and is. just keep yeah. getting better and better. I can't believe it, honestly, that they get better with every single episode that we yeah, do. Yeah, we never falter. That dog is back. That's the perfect way to end a perfect episode. It's giving us a send-off. Thank you, Bailey, <laughs> for joining us. <laughs> He's corresponding for our dog friends. Any Anybody's <laughs> dogs that are listening, you're welcome. We have translated it to dog language. The Geekery can be found <laughs> at 133A Main Street in Madawan, New Jersey. And they can be found across all social media platforms at The Geekery NJ. This podcast can be found on social media at The Geekery Radio. And I can be found at Father underscore K. I'm Dumble Stiltskin. Thank you for listening. We love you we all. We love you. Stay well. <laughs> stay well. This catchphrase. The stay the well. The reluctant catchphrase. Stay well. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste well. Namaste in bed. Right? Carpe tomorrow's <laughs> deal. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>